one of the things I told you is that Satan does not want us to understand the will of God, but the next thing is Satan works to deter us from God's will, to deter us from God's will. And so one of the things I want to show you, the thing what he'll do, he'll seek to rob you, watch this, of your glorious blessings. He wants to hinder your blessings. Now, I read a passage of scripture yesterday. It blew my mind. I got to get the reference. It's, it's in Jeremiah, right? And Jeremiah was speaking to the people of God, the people of Judah, and this is what Jeremiah said to him. Jeremiah said, hey, uh, you've left God. Their response was, well, when we were worshiping, watch this, when we were worshiping uh, the, the goddess queen, talking about idols, we were prospering. Watch this. But when we stopped, when God said, don't do it, we started to suffer. Now watch this. Satan will get you to start believing that your blessing is coming from another source. And watch this. They were serving these idols and they were getting results. But then God comes in and says, stop. And when they stop, guess what? They had to face the harsh reality of life and understand that blessings will come, but any blessings that come too quickly is not really of God because Satan made a promise to Jesus and said, if you bow down, come on somebody, see, if you bow down and worship idols, yeah, you may get what you want quickly, come on somebody, but it won't last. And so what God was saying, what God was saying to them, listen, and this is their response, they're like, well, when we were worshiping, how many how many have seen people who say that? Well, when I was in the world, everything was cool. I always had money in my pocket. Oh, come on, somebody. But ever since, ever since I gave my $5 to church, come on, somebody. Amen. Ever since I gave my dollar bill to the church, it seemed like I'm broke all the time. Seriously? Ever since I gave my life to Christ and what Satan does, he does this to get us Watch this, to be ignorant of God's will, but also Satan wants you and I, you need to write this down somewhere, to forfeit your blessings and not stay in a position of blessings so therefore he will twist the will of God in your life. Amen. He will, he will work, listen to this, to get you to make bad decisions. Amen. Go to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. And verse 3. And look what it says. Somebody read that for me. Paul is speaking to the people in Ephesus. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. Who has what? With what? Now, watch this. When you think about blessings, right, what do you think about? Earthly blessings. But when was the last time you thought about spiritual blessing? What could be a spiritual blessing? Joy. What else? P. 
peace. Now those are fruits of the spirit. But 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 I want I'm talking about a spiritual blessing. Come on. Come on, y'all. The Holy Spirit. <laughs> Understanding God's word. That's a spirit. He says every spirit. You have to know the difference between amen, a physical blessing and a spiritual blessing. It's a spiritual blessing, right? Amen. When I can apply the word of God. Come on, somebody. When I can read and understand, that's, that's what you call a what? A spiritual blessing. Amen. And listen, don't take it for granted. Here's a spiritual blessing. I'm saved. Come on, somebody. I've been baptized. Amen. I know who Jesus is. That's a spiritual blessing, right? He says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, watch this, with every spiritual blessings. Go ahead. In where? Uh-huh. Go ahead. Stop right there. There's another blessing. What's the blessing, y'all? Since when? Before what? What does that mean? Before the foundation of the world. Before anything was created. Isn't that a beautiful thing, y'all? It isn't by chance, accident, or by happenstance that you are in church and saved. Come on, somebody. God has spiritually blessed us to understand. Listen, I remember being lost, y'all. I remember not being able to understand the word of God, but what Satan wants to rob us of is the, of these spiritual blessings. I'm chosen. Listen, I may be down right now, but I'm still chosen. I may not be where I want to be, but I'm still chosen. See, the reason you're down is because God is working on you. He's maturing you. He's preparing you. He is, come on somebody, he's maturing you to the point where you can appreciate the things that he's about to give you. The children of Israel, when they came out of Egypt, they could have went 12 days. But it took them 40 years. You know why? Because God knew what was in them. God knew what was in their hearts, and God was going to bless them. But guess what they kept doing, y'all? They kept rejecting him. Satan kept them in a, in a cycle. Amen. And we got to say it's Satan, y'all. Because why would you not want what God has for you? Come on, somebody. There are a lot of people that throw their hands up and say, man, this is too hard. This walk is too hard. But I want to say something to you. For every trial that you go through, you got to trust and believe that God is preparing you for more. Do I have anybody? Look what the text says. The text says, go on, what does it say? Before the foundation of the world, that what? So not only did God chose us before the foundation of the world but he adopted us and so no longer are we wayward children 
but we are adopted into the family of God and therefore now we have all the blessings. Watch this. Listen, it's like this. Everything that you need has already been given to you. You just have to, watch this, tap into it. It's like a person has potential, but it takes a coach. It takes a teacher. Come on, somebody. It takes, sometimes it takes a manager. Sometimes, you know, I remember when I was working with kids in, in, in AMI, right, and they said, man, you would be a good leader. I didn't see that in myself, but somebody else saw it and said, we're going to send you to leadership school. Come on, somebody. We're going to send you to this conference. We're going to send you to this. And they started to tap into what they, I naturally had. I'm going somewhere with this. You have been adopted. And so, therefore, you are now part of, here's a spiritual blessing. You're part of the family of God. Write that down somewhere. That's a spiritual blessing. And what Satan wants you to do, he does not want you to be part of the family of God. So he has you to stand off at a distance and be, how, let me ask you this. How many of you would be critical of your own family? Oh, come on, somebody. I'm talking about, I'm talking about your kids now. You're not going to criticize your kids, are you? I mean, you may correct them. Now, listen to what I'm saying to you, right? But I'm talking about how can you, now, I understand family members are different, but, but, but here's the thing. I won't criticize my own kids to other people, right? Right? So you being part of God's family, he wants you to be critical of people in the what? In the body of Christ. Oh, she ain't this, or she ain't that, or they ain't this, or they're not this. Or fool. I ain't fooling with them. See, and that's Satan's strategy, y'all. It's all strategy. It's all strategy. And if he can keep us at odds with each other, come on, somebody, with your own family. You know what I found out? I had to make peace with my family. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about my, 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 yeah, my blood family. I had to make peace with them in order for me to move on. Do I have anybody? Y'all got to hear me today. I feel my help this morning. Look what it says. It says, okay, it says now, now he adopted us. He predestined us to adoption. So he already knew that we were going to be saved and adopted. Right? Look at verse 6. Somebody read verse 6. We're going to verse 12. To the what? Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Which he freely bestowed on us in the what? Beloved. Go ahead. In him we have what? Stop right there. So watch this. So number one, we've been chosen. That's a blessing. Number two, we've been what? Adopted. Number three, watch this, we've been redeemed. <laughs> you know what re the word redemption means? It means to buy back. <laughs> so Jesus bought us back from the slave market of sin. Come on, somebody. Because, and he already predestined it to happen. But what Satan does, right, he doesn't want you to, he doesn't want you to think about the fact that you're saved and you're redeemed. He's like, what does that mean? If you only understood where you were headed, 
And one day when you close your eyes and you're in heaven and you see those going to hell, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, he did that for me? See, we're stuck in the middle between, between two worlds, y'all, and we have to understand that we may not fully understand what redemption is, but here's the thing. Watch this. Some of us have been enslaved to something, but now you've been set free. How's that feel? Does that feel good? It may have been negativity. It may have been a, come on somebody, it may have been something that was holding you hostage, but now you've been redeemed. Thank God for that spiritual blessing. Thank God that Satan's strategy is to get you to forget all these big words, <laughs> predestined, Come on, somebody chosen, redeemed through his what? See, the blood. The blood covers us, y'all. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Can I tell you something? It still has power. It reaches to the highest mountain. Come on. It flows to the lowest valley. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Listen, it washes us hallelujah to his holy name if it had not been for the blood of Jesus Paul was writing to them and say listen you got to understand that you have all spiritual blessings don't mess up your blessing amen come on come on come on but what Satan does he wants you to mess it up now, now notice what it says there he, he made known to who? The what? Huh? Can you imagine that the God of the universe let, lets you in on his will? What the natural man has been trying to figure out. All these motivational speakers and Ah, you know, Usah and all this other stuff, you know what I mean? They're trying to get you to think, you know, yang yang and all this other stuff. I want to tell you something. It, God says, I let you in on my will. Listen, the mystery, you have been given revelation of that mystery. He says what? He says, look what he says. He says, Verse 9, he says, and he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his kind intention which he purposed in him. What is that mystery? That he is the only way. You, have, you, have you not heard before, before you accepted Christ, people say Jesus is the only way? John 3.16, but it didn't mean anything to you until you truly Watch this, was adopted into the family of God. Is that powerful? Look what he goes on to say, y'all. Look what he goes on to say. Look what he says next. He says what? He says, his kind intent, verse 10, with view to an administration suitable to the fullness of the times, that is the summing up of all things in Christ, in Christ things in heaven and things on earth in him. Also, we have obtained, write this down, here's the next blessing that you've gotten. So what, what are the blessings you've gotten so far? You've been chosen. What's the next one? Redeemed, huh? 
Let let me also say this. You've been given revelation of his will. That would be the next one. You've been given revelation of his will. He reve- or he revealed his will. That's a blessing, isn't it? That you're not walking around thinking about what am I going to do with my life? Come on, somebody. But here's the thing. Here's what he says next. He says, to the administrative fullness, go on to the next verse, verse 11. There's a word right there. Also, see the word also? Also what? Ah, stop right there. This ain't for everybody. Everybody. It ain't for everybody. It's for the who? For the who the we's in here? <laughs> the chosen. See, what Satan wants to do is drown out your identity. Watch this. When you go back into the world. He wants you to forget what you have. Oh, come on. Now, listen. Not many parents, and I got to keep this clean. <clears throat> well, I'm going to say it like this. Only certain parents will leave their children an inheritance. Amen? Some parents will live their lives only to take everything they have, and that's what that's all you have to bury them because they don't think ahead. But Christ says, the other spiritual blessings that I have is what? Huh. That's the next one, an inheritance. You have something that you didn't work for. <laughs> And, and let me say this, let me say this about an inheritance. The devil wants you to squander your inheritance. The prodigal son said, Dad, now remember, he wasn't supposed to get it until he was dead, until his dad died. But he demanded his inheritance. And that's what Satan wants us to do. He wants us to take our inheritance that God has given us and what? Squander it on loose living. Some people use the blessings of God, watch this, and they get to a certain place where they're full of pride now. Come on, somebody. They get full of themselves and they feel they're better than others. And then all of a sudden they start making withdrawals from their inheritance. Come on and help me, somebody. And while doing that, they squander it and then they end up spiritually bankrupt. Come on, somebody. That's where the enemy wants us. He wants us spiritually bankrupt. Reading don't help no more. Praying, though, I heard somebody tell, prayer doesn't work no more. Really. (laughs) Amen. It's not working anymore because you're tapped out. Come on, somebody. Watch the text. Text says what? Whom he, uh, uh, we have obtained an inheritance, having been what? Predestined. That word predestined keep coming up, right? So whenever you read a passage of scripture and you see the word predestined, a word repeated, repeating itself constantly, you have to understand that that's what the theme of that 
that that chapter or yeah that chapter is because Paul is trying to drive home a point here. He's trying to say that everything you have as a believer has been predestined for you. Now the word predestined means what? Beforehand, right? Now watch this. Take check this out. If it's already been predestined, then all I got to do is what? Walk in it. All I have to do is surrender to his will. All I have to do, amen, is just say, God, your will be done. Come on, somebody. Your, I'm going to say it one more time. Your will be done. Are you with me? Watch what he said. He said, predestined according to, according to what? You know what I always ask? Lord, what is your purpose? Not my purpose, but God, what is your purpose? What is what? Your purpose. Because the greatest thing that you can discover is what has God predestined me for? Right? God, why am I here? What is the purpose? And Satan has tried his very best in Christ now to cause us to be confused. Amen? Listen, how do you mess up a blessing? See, the problem is, y'all, we get it without anything. It just comes. It's a gift. So if there's nothing attached to it and we just get it, you've been praying and asking and asking and what the devil wants you to do is say, oh, it ain't working no more. So he's not really, listen, the question is why wouldn't God answer something like that? Right? Well, here's the thing. Well, here's what I told him. I said it is to make your prayer life stronger because if you prayed all the time and God answered you would start taking it for granted. Are you with me? You'll start saying, oh yeah, I can pray and, and God's just going to answer my prayer. But God uh, delays some things. Come on, somebody. So that you will, what? Intensify your prayer life. Are you with me? Look what he says. He says, according to his will, who works, what? All things after the counsel of his will. Read the last, the last verse, verse 12. To the what? To the end that we who are what? To hope in Christ would be the what? The praise of his glory. Are you with me? Look at verse 13. He says, and you in him also, you also after listening. See, here's how we got saved, y'all. We didn't get saved by anything other than hearing the what? Message. What's the message? The gospel. The cross. Look what he says. He says, after hearing the, the gospel, look what he says. In him you also, you also. After what? And you know what you know what you know what's a key you may want to highlight that word or underline it in your Bible. The key thing is you gotta be listening. You know what happens to a lot of people? They're hearing, but they're not listening. Are you listening this morning? 
And the question is, what are you listening with? See, because it can go right here and come out right there. Or it can go into heart and begin to transform your life. Amen? Look what he says. That's a you know what? It's a blessing when you can listen. I think so. I believe that. Because there was a time that I was hearing, but I wasn't listening. You find, you find, listen, I heard what mama said. I heard what mama said. But guess what? I wasn't what? And all, okay, but he says you've listened to the what? To the message of the truth, the gospel of your what? Salvation, having also believed. Here, here's another blessing. Here's another blessing. You were what? Sealed. Listen, you can't lose your salvation. You can't lose it. There's, listen, Satan wants you to believe you can lose it. Can't lose it. Impossible to lose it. Look what he says. He says you were sealed with him with the what? Holy Spirit of what? Now, out of all the blessings, that's one of the major ones right there. But here's what the devil wants you to do. The enemy wants you to grieve the Holy Spirit. And how do we grieve this Holy Spirit? Disobedience. Uh, not repenting. Uh, not having faith going against the will. When he says go right, you go left. Right? Uh, not being filled with the Holy Spirit, right? And that's a blessing. The fact that God did not just save us and left us here without power. And somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something. You have power on the inside of you. And that power comes, that's a spiritual blessing, from the Holy Spirit that God has left here on earth for you. So that you can understand the mystery. So that you can understand adoption and redemption and come on somebody and all and the will of God. But if you're not in the spirit, remember what we said. The message of the cross to those who are perishing, it is what? That's right. It's what? If it's foolishness, the message, then you got to check yourself. Amen? But we've been given that. Let me say this. Um, Satan, he will work to get you to make bad decisions and get you involved, watch this, in sinful practices to think wrong thoughts, to hold on to lies instead of the truth. Watch this. And to build, on the, watch this, the wrong type of life. Satan wants you to have secrets. That, I'm going to say it one more time. Satan wants you to have secrets. Come on, somebody. If you can't put it in the light, it's a secret. If you can't do it around your spouse, oh, come on, somebody. It's a secret. If you can't do it around your mama and daddy, it's a Amen. And so what he wants us to do is to live 
with these lies. Are you with me? So the tragic consequences do not take place when people are out of God's will. Here's the next point I want to show you. Christians who are ignorant of God's will or stubbornly disobey, watch this, will lose the enjoyment of God's peace and power. There are many people searching for peace and joy and they can't find it because they are out of the will of God. How many of you tried it here without God? How many of you were searching for it and at some point you found out you couldn't get it? Listen to this. Go to 1 John 2 because you've been adopted. You know, here's the thing. Being adopted in the family of God, you know, some people, you know, I don't know, but some people who, some kids who've been adopted, they don't feel part of the family, right? They, they were, they're adopted, but they don't feel part of the family. But in Christ, when we were adopted, we became just like family immediately. And not only did we become part of family, but just like if it was a blood child, they would get an inheritance. It's the same thing. We have all the benefits as a blood child. Oh, come on, y'all. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Did y'all catch that? All the benefits of a blood child. So there's no separation. And sometimes it's hard to love someone that you didn't bring in the world. But with Christ, he loves us because, hallelujah, because he created us. And when he adopted us and put us into the family of God, we are family, y'all. That's why we call each other brothers and sisters. Now, let me tell you what was happening. Uh, John was telling them uh, that there were some false teachers. And he says, listen, you got to be careful Okay, uh, uh, because you have overcome the evil one by sticking to the teaching. So he says, you know, don't forget, be strong, right? The word is what's going to catch, the word fixes everything, y'all. And so the, the false teachers were coming in trying to tell them there was a different way. But John was saying, no, uh-uh, you've done well. Stick to what was written, Right? But look what he says in verse 15. This is it right here. And verse 15, talk. this is how we lose the enjoyment of God's peace and his power. Do not what? Stop right there. Do not love the world. I have an illustration in my message today, but let me tell you something. The world has been set up to gratify our flesh. After the vacation is over, you got to come home and deal with reality. Am I right? After the pleasure is over, you got to deal with the, with, the, with the problem. Come on, somebody. After you have been done all you've done, amen. You have to deal with reality. He says, do not love. This is how you forfeit the blessing. Love the world or the what? 
Now, notice, you can interact in the world, but don't fall in love with it. You know, I mean, do your thing and then get back to where you need to be. But Satan wants us to fall in love with the pleasures of the world. And he wants us to live on pleasure and not on purpose. I just said something. He wants us to live on pleasure and not what? Purpose. Look what it says. Do not love the world nor the things in the world. For if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is what? Not in him. For all that's in the world is the what? The lust of the what? Flesh. The lust of the eyes. You, you see it. You get it. And you boast about it. And that's the end of that story. All that's in the world is the lust of the flesh. And he says... It is not from the Father, but from the what? Right. Verse 17, the world is what? And also it's what? But the one who does, and the one, let let me say this. Why do you think Satan wants you out of the will of God? Read the text. Right there at the end. What does it say? But the one who does the will of God does what? But the one who does not do the will of God will what? Pass away. So if you're living to indulge your flesh, the end is death. But if you're living according to the will of God, You shall live. But watch this. The question is, what quality of life do you really want while you're alive? See, I want to be at peace. I want the joy. I may not have a dime in my pocket. I may have all kinds of problems coming at me and... Bills that are due and things that's happening to me, but guess what? I have a quality of life. I have peace because I understand who is my creator. But I understand all the blessings that I have. And you remember this, Satan does not want you to understand those blessings. Let us pray. Father, we thank you.